0: Do you know that you are capable of 15 different types of orgasms? Do you want to experience more connective and pleasurable intimacy? Are you curious about how sex can relate to wellness? Would you like to know how sensuality relates to emotional healing? In today's episode on Root Awakening, a health podcast, we are talking with Susan Bratton. Susan Bratton is an intimacy expert to millions, and she is just a wealth of knowledge on not just sex, but sensuality in the context of wellness. Susan educates the world on how to cultivate a healthy sensual relationship with yourself and a healthy sensual relationship with your partner. She ties in holistic health to intimacy. And Susan just knows so much about how our bodies work, what our bodies need for a healthy libido, how sensual pleasure goes hand in hand with healing, and how we can experience next level sensual spiritual connection with our partners. So in this episode, Susan tells us about the sex that's actually possible for each and every one of us. She tells us about the anatomy of the male and female genitalia, where so many pleasure centers, so much erectile tissue is that we almost never hear about. She talks about what engorgement is and why it's so important if both partners want to experience amazing connective orgasms. She talks about where female ejaculation happens and how it happens. And Susan teaches us about how we can treat our partners to take foreplay to a whole new level and how we can help our partners feel truly loved, accepted, and honored. Susan and I talk about how to make sex less transactional and how to prolong orgasmic experiences. Susan has so many incredible tips in this episode. She even tells us how to take care of the vaginal microbiome, which is essential to truly experience pleasurable sex. I learned so much in this episode. I think you're going to too. I'm super excited to share it. So let's start this up. This is Root Awakening, a health podcast. My name is Emily Kosick. I am the CEO of Root Awakening, and I am an intuitive health coach, and I help you hear what the universe wants to tell you about how to heal. You can follow me on Instagram at emilys.rootawakening. Root is spelled R-O-O-T. Say hi. Tell me what you think about this podcast. I would love any feedback that you have. I would also love just to say hi to you. And I serve my clients through intuitive body readings. So my intuitive body readings are one-to-one sessions over Zoom, where I use my third eye to read your body and will listen to what the universe or source or God or spirit wants me to communicate to you about what you need to know in order to heal and what you need to do in order to truly start enjoying your life in a fulfilling way. I also help my clients find and strengthen romantic relationships, channeling about love and sensuality has become so prominent in how I help my clients, and this is such a great episode to introduce how important a spiritual view on sexuality is. So in my client sessions, my guides give me all of the information. So these readings are 100% channeled and 100% spirit. And you can book these 30 or 60 minute readings with me through the link in my bio on Instagram at emilys.rootawakening. Head there to book a reading. Okay, let's get into this interview with Susan Bratton, intimacy expert to millions. Okay, folks, today... Marks another first for Root Awakening a Health podcast because the lovely, one of a kind Susan Bratton is here with me today. And we are talking all about sexuality and intimacy. Susan Bratton is an intimacy expert to millions. Folks, Susan has so much valuable, juicy knowledge about how we can unite wellness within intimacy, how we can take care of our libidos in a healthy way, how we can improve our communication and relationships, how there are so many more types of orgasms than we think. Oh my gosh, I could go on and on and on. And I. You know, I heard Susan first speak on the Biohacking Britney podcast, which was a podcast that I really loved to listen to early on in my health journey. Britney is wonderful. And I heard Susan speak on Britney's podcast, and it was really the first time I heard anyone talking about sex from a wellness and holistic point of view. I remember her saying something like, yeah, and now there is so much Tinder fucking, it can just really be damaging to our relationship to sex. I'm paraphrasing, but I was Just as soon as I heard her say that, I was like, this woman just knows what's up. (laughs) And the truth is that so many of us get brought up to believe that sex is really black and white. Either sex is for baby making and boring sex education, or sex is uh, completely pornographic and devilish and dark and guilt-ridden. And it's not black and white like that. We can all have relationships to sex that nurture our soul and that feel good and fulfilling and healthy. And Susan was really one of the first people, if not the first person that introduced these concepts to me. So Susan, I'm so honored to have you on this podcast. And I know our audience here is so excited to have you on. Welcome to Root Awakening, a health podcast. Yay. I, you know, it's so funny
1: too, because you DM'd me on Instagram and I said, I literally wrote you, I wrote Root Awakening Emily down on a piece of paper the day before you DM'd me because I love you. I love your show. And I was like, I think I want to talk about the root awakening of our sexuality. And I wonder if Emily would have me on a show. And you literally the next day popped in my DMs and I was like, girl, wow, this is like fantastic. I'm so happy to see you. So that's that was like a match made in the universe. So here oh. we are. And it's St. Paddy's Day. Yes. We're recording on St. Paddy's Day, the day of green. And I just signed off on my first electric vehicle, a little Mini Cooper in vintage racing green, vintage oh. British racing green. I'm going to have a little green, green car. And I am just thinking about the taproot of my sexuality and how I envision My yoni just shooting down into Gaia, into the earth, and connecting me to all source of all life. A lot of people in sacred sexuality think about connecting through their crown chakra up into this ethereal plane of connection to source. But I found that it also comes right down through me, through my yoni, through my partner's lingam, and into a grounding of the earth. And I love to fuel myself with green drinks. I love to eat green salads. I love to be out in nature. I love the kind of sexuality that makes you feel like the animal that we are, not just this lofty notion of sexuality. And so, rooted is the green roots are the word on this almost spring day.
0: Totally. Oh my gosh. What a jumping off point. It's a diving point for an amazing podcast episode. Oh my gosh. So true. And, and we really, we talked a little bit before we started recording and decided that we would love to just kick this episode off on that topic on how sex is rooted into all of these spiritual topics and into the earth. And how does sex relate to grounding? And how does sex relate to holistic principles? And how does sex relate to our happiness in general? And we're, I talk about this all the time, Susan, how us as a society, we're really going through a great awakening right now, right? We're going through a root awakening right now. The fact that we're having this podcast, the fact that you have this amazing career rooted in these beautiful topics. Mm. We're going through a whole awakening as a society, which is so awesome. And where our minds are just expanding. And with that awakening, we are learning that we can combine wellness and the word holistic with sex. And would you like to start us off with that? Like, would you like to start us off on how we can combine these topics together? Yeah. Three
1: distinct images have been flashing through my mind. One of them is this morning, I was out and I saw a woman fumbling a couple of times she she fumbled and she dropped something and she was k- kind of skittery on her feet and I thought that's a woman who needs to have some orgasms mm. she was spinning she was spun out and then I flash to a conversation I had yesterday with a very dear girlfriend of mine Dr. Robin Benson who runs the Santa Fe Soul for Regenerative Medicine and she gives me my O shots my orgasm shots in my clitoris and I want to tell you about the transformation of my clit over the last 5 years and why I think that's an interesting conversation but we were actually doing her podcast and because she 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 texted me and she's like, babe, I want to do a podcast on female ejaculation and male multiple orgasm. And I'm like, okay, we had to do two because female ejaculation took up the entire, the entire thing. But I was thinking about female ejaculation and I was thinking about how our womanly waters when we learn to release our amrita when we learn when we can find a lover or we can find the comfort in a, in our own self to surrender to our our ability to release this divine nectar it has a a way of watering our sexuality so that it can grow to new heights and so i was thinking about that And then the third thing I was thinking about is that I'm working on developing an an avocado oil and an avocado butter. I'm calling it snuggle butter. It's not out yet, but I'm working on it. But one of the things that I'm thinking about is that I want to make sure that when women get the butter, that it has to come in a tub. And when they dig it out with their hands, I don't want them to introduce it into their vagina because I'm always keeping vaginal microbiomes front and center in my mind. Because when the system gets corrupted, when the good biome isn't there, you can't have the kind of intimacy and connection that you crave. And so to me, the foundation of sexuality is good health. And so I was thinking about just, you know, how am I going to communicate, you know, keep this out of your pussy because the first time you stick your hand in there, you're introducing bacteria. This is an external body butter and the oil is the one that can go inside. And I was just kind of playing around with my mind with that. So I just had these fleeting little... Concepts mm. as I'm thinking about us and our taproot to our sexuality, how we can become rooted in our sexuality. And a big part of it is not just the passionate love making techniques or, you know, how you hold your fingers or where you find your G spot or, and, or, or even bedroom communication skills, how to, how to not only ask for what you want, but how to really know what you want, how to mm. honor the fact that we live in an animal body. We're. Homo sapiens are just creatures on this earth. And I think the more that we understand that we are creatures in the animal kingdom, that we're no better than animals, that we are animals, it brings us back to being willing to surrender to our animal nature. But none of that's worth anything if your vagina is broken. And that's where I want people to have a really just like a bomber set of genitals, no matter where you are across the gender spectrum, and no matter whether you were born with a penis, a vagina, or a really cool combination of both, you know, whatever it is, how do we keep our bodies in good shape? How do we fuel them so we have the energy and the capacity our whole life to have really passionate heart connected love making? So that was just some little like random fleeting things that I've been experiencing in the last 24 hours. You and I have some kind of synchronicity going on because we just like boom, found each other right in the moment of our mutual desire. So I don't know where those notions will want you to go, but I'm putting them like little jewels in front of you to see which you pick up.
0: (laughs) Yes, I love it. I love every single point you brought up, Susan, and I love how that it just came to you now. And I would love, okay, my the first thing that I think might be important for us to cover is the vaginal microbiome, yeah. because I haven't talked about it that much. I haven't heard about it that much. Probably you are also the first person who introduced that concept to me. So how can we introduce that to our listeners here? Yeah.
1: Well, there's a couple of things. I would also say that with regard to microbiomes, you know, we think a lot about ecosystems when we think about our our health and the nurturing foods that we consume. And we all are starting to become aware of, you know, soil-based probiotics and, you know, the lactobacillus probiotics being different and the 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 bacterias on cheeses and cheese rinds being different. I and mean, there's just like so many different... Different types of probiotics, prebiotics, then we think about bacterias and phages and we think about parasites and viruses and we think about COVID as being a virus and we think about sexually transmitted diseases and we think about our gut health and we think about our our vaginal microbiome. It goes back to being living creatures with creatures living in us and When our biome isn't right, when it gets off, a lot of times it's from the foods we eat too much sugar, too much alcohol, too much stress, or introduction of bacteria, not, you know, hands not being completely clean, penises, toys not being completely clean. There's so many ways that we can suffer vaginal microbiome upsets. And, um, constantly working to keep our microbiome in good order so that everything looks ripe and plump down in our yoni, so that we're getting really good blood flows, so that we're getting proper engorgement before we make love, so that sex feels good and we don't feel rushed microbiomes in our gut that help us produce our hormones and our neurotransmitters, even our enteric nervous system that is in our gut that holds our wounds and our traumas and is a big part of our sexual healing, the G-spot being the seat of sexual healing. All of this is so interconnected. Mm. Everything we put in our mouth As well as the stress we're under, as well as the cleanliness or lack thereof. You know, each of these things has subtle effects on how we show up as horny, lusty, turned on. And sexual vitality is the same thing as your lust for life, your creativity. The better your orgasms, the better more satisfying your sex, the more resources you have to create more incredible things in your life. And it all comes down to health at the bottom line. It's it's really about health. So ma- the vaginal microbiome, one of the things that I like to do is I like just real practically, anytime I feel like, oh, it's maybe getting a little off. Oh, it doesn't feel 110% good. I take some nascent iodine and that's not potassium iodide. It's not Lugol's or Crows. It's true nascent iodine, the elemental, it's an element. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's red, deep red. And I squirt some in a little, a little douche bulb bottle. And then I put water in that and dilute it. You know, so it's maybe 10 parts per million, just a squirt of it in a bit of water. Douche with that, rinse my vagina out to kill some of the bad bacteria You can also use a couple of drops of nascent iodine in a glass of water and put it in your mouth and swish and rinse, have your partner do that before they go down on you so that the, the enzymes in the mouth that digest food don't bother your vagina and get in there and create problems or bacteria in your mouth doesn't get into your yoni and create problems. So I use nascent iodine and then I take a woman's probiotic. I like the Garden of Life raw probiotic and I put a little Kathy's healing lotion, which is a lotion you can get on Amazon that's 100% organic, very very body safe. I put a little of that and you could use avocado oil equally as well as base and I take the capsule of probiotic and I just sprinkle it in my hand in the medium and then I smudge it around and I stick it on my finger and I stick it right up inside my vagina and I kind of coat my vagina with the probiotics. And that almost in in an hour, everything is better for me. So that's just one little kind of like, you know, womanly wisdom, simple thing where we don't need to go out and get heavy drugs or take antibiotics or, you know, use artificial products to keep our vaginal microbiomes in very good shape. I protect my biome so, you know, as my life, so I can always have great sex.
0: Oh my gosh. So if anyone heard me typing while Susan was talking, I was writing down notes about everything she was saying. I was like, I'm not even waiting until I go back and listen to this again. I'm writing down (laughs) these notes now because that's just beautiful advice. How cool. And yeah, we don't really think about it. And I think I've had a lot of issues in my past with vaginal microbiome and I know that it stems from older sexual traumas. I know it, it like heavy emotional stuff. I know that it stems from physical stuff. I know that it stems from, I had a lot of issues with substance abuse, Susan, earlier on in my life. I know that it stems from, what I was putting my body and the emotional stuff that happened around me, so many of us have this in our lives. And then we try to have sex and something feels off down there and we blame the sex and we say, oh, well, it's, I just shouldn't be having sex. Then I guess I just can't have sex that much, or I can't do this, or I can't experience that much pleasure in my life because then this will happen. It's not that we just need to have this higher level of learning about our bodies. Right?
1: Yeah. And that's another thing too. I would say that the large majority of women and the majority of our male body partners have had some kind of sexual trauma. So you can't live in our society today between the religiosity and the sexual repression and the slut shaming and the anti-trans and the, you know, whatever, everything that's just terrible about our sexuality and the overt disgustingness of porn and Madison Avenue airbrushing everything, not to mention all the filters we now have for all our Instagram stuff Mm -hmm. is all filtered. You know, you can't not use your filters anymore. And then the estrogen dominance making us female bodies always have issues about our bodies, always have a critical eye. Estrogen makes us very judgy. And we worry about things where it makes us insecure compared to our testosterone dominant male body partners who are overly confident. You know, they're overly confident and we're underly confident. They always think everything's easier and better and they can figure it out. And we always think it's going to be worse and harder (laughs) and we're going to (laughs) struggle. And so we have body issues to deal with. And then we have inappropriate touching and, you know, all the stuff that happens to us, date rape and shaming and, you know, everything. La- our parents not being good role models for us. You know, the shitty way they show sex in movies. I mean, I could probably just keep mm. going and going, but you know what I mean. Mm. So we got to deal with all that bullshit. And, we, and yet we still want to have hot, passionate, connected, off the hook, conscious, you know, heart opening, love making with tons of incredible orgasms. That's what we all want. And so I think that G-spot awakening and G Spot Healing is on the on the table for almost every woman as something that can really help us at least somatically, and by that I mean physically from our body, release traumas. I don't think that sexual healing by talking things out is enough. I think hands-on somatic healing of yoni massage, full attention to our pleasure without expectation of quid pro quo, you do me, I'll do you. No, just full attention on our pleasure for as long as we need it, however we want it, including G-spot release work is something that I wish every Vagina, and I would call it a vulva, not a g- vagina, because vagina is kind of like the patriarchal view of our genitals. It's, it's mm-hmm. the sheath into which a penis goes. But I like vulva, even though it sounds like a weird word. I like the vulva better or yoni, because that's like holistically every part of our anatomy, our genital anatomy. And so, I wish every woman could have, you know, an incredible partner who would lay them down and butterfly their legs open and, you know, just give them an incredible yoni massage and bring tons of blood and engorgement to all the tissue and just find every spot that wants to be touched in exactly the right way and just give them that touch until they're completely satiated and do that week after week, month after month until they feel whole and, accepted and they love their yoni and they feel alive again.
0: I could cry right now just hearing that (laughs) for so many reasons, Susan, like my inner healing, what everyone should be experiencing, how everyone deserves to feel that if everyone felt that we would have so much less mental health issues, we would have so much less of like basically everything, that we don't want going on in our lives because all of that often ties back to worthiness or feeling lack of. And there are three things that came up to me when you were talking that I would love to continue to dive into. First of all, engorgement isn't a word we hear very often, or I'm going to say this. I haven't heard it very often. For those in my audience who aren't as familiar with the word engorgement, can you tell us a little bit about how that relates to what you've been talking about and how that relates to our sexual organs and sexuality. Yeah, I'm really glad that you asked that
1: because that was where I wanted to go next. (laughs) We are connected. (laughs) We've got a nice little golden umbilical cord between us, don't Mm -hmm. we? I'm going to hold up a banana. Now you and I can see each other, but I will ask everyone who's listening to us to imagine that I am holding up a banana and you know that a banana looks like a penis. What's interesting is if I cover up half of the banana, then that's really representative of what percentage of a man's penis sticks out of his body from his abdomen external. He's got 50% more banana that goes in and down toward his testicles and around his prostate. And his prostate is is his G-spot, basically. So he's got all that. Now, imagine that banana. It has two big chambers that go straight down the whole thing that are called the corpus cavernosum. And they're these big spongy tissue shoots, if you will, fingers that go down the whole banana. And then along the bottom is a third long spongy piece of tissue called the corpus spongiosum, spongy and that surrounds his urethra his urethra is where his pee comes out and his ejaculate comes out and there's a, you know those you know those pool noodles the kids play with that are like those long extruded foamy mm-hmm. things that's what these look like these channels look like that and the the pool noodle goes around that tube that his pee and ejaculate comes out of okay so that's him we have the same amount of erectile tissue in our vulva in our yoni So we've got all that whole banana's worth of erectile tissue, but it's wound, it's wrapped around our vaginal opening. So for a lot of women, they think about, okay, I'm familiar with the, I'm familiar with the tip of my clitoris and I know that it's covered by a hood and I know that I have outer labia. That are underneath the pubic hair on each side of the opening, and the opening is called the vestibule. And I know that I have these smaller lips. Now my lips are really big. My inner, my inner lips, my inner labia are like big. If you open them up, they look like a big flower, a big butterfly Mm -hmm. down there. But some women have small ones, and some women have real big ones, and they're all beautiful. Mm -hmm. So there's this inner labia, and then if you peel those open, you see that underneath the clitoral tip is the opening to your vagina down here, but between them is where your pee comes out. That's your urethral exit, where your urine comes out and your female ejaculate, Mm -hmm. same as your male-bodied partner. You pee and ejaculate out of your urethra. And this whole thing, if you think about the erectile tissue, the erectile tissue is completely surrounding the vagina under there. So, you've got your clitoral tip but it actually has a shaft that goes up into the hood, into your body, that splits and breaks down these little legs called crura come down and they drape over the opening to your vagina. And then there are legs to the clitoris, and these are called your vestibular bulbs, and they're underneath the fur on each side of the opening of your vestibule, right under there. And then your G-spot Uh, there's really two locations you can easily access it. The first one most women know is inside the vagina, up on the roof of the vagina. And they can feel some spongy tissue up there that's ridgy at first, but when it gets engorged or filled with blood, another word is tumescent or erect, then that smooths out and the G-spot kind of pokes out, peaks out of the vaginal area. But it's actually a long noodle, a long pool noodle of spongy tissue that wraps completely around her urethra, her urethral canal. So the second G spot is actually on the face in the vestibule above the opening to the vagina, below the clitoris. There's G tissue all around there as well. So the G spots up inside, but it's also on the face of the opening to your vulva. And all of the things I've been describing in addition to something underneath your vaginal, the bottom of your vagina, between the bottom of your vagina and the top of your rectum is your perineal sponge. And that's spongy tissue too. So all the women who think okay well I just really am not the kind of woman who can have an orgasm it's just a struggle for me or well I can have an orgasm from in, from you know using my vibrator on the tip of my clit but that's all I can do I can't I'm not really the kind of woman who can have orgasms from intercourse cuz I've never been able to do it What I say is you've just never gotten a clitoral hard on you've never gotten enough blood flow you've never gotten enough stimulation To plump all that tissue up, your vagina is actually completely wrapped in beautiful erectile tissue. And so the tip of your clitoris, that's just the tip of the iceberg. All this wonderful tissue just needs to get stimulated, pleasured, massaged, licked, sucked. And ultimately, when it's ready and completely engorged, Then it wants to be made love to. It wants to be penetrated. It knows when it wants it and it knows when it's not ready until it wants it. You should never ask for or have penetration and no partner should ever penetrate you with fingers or penis or tongue until you've asked them to. Because for men, they've got that straight shot down the banana. It like, it fills in and they're ready to go. And so they don't understand that our erectile tissue is more like a pachinko game. It takes a while to get all the blood to come down and fill all that in. So engorgement is really the key to having good orgasms and having good pelvic health because our vaginas don't don't have glands in them. They're not a glandular tissue. The way our vaginas get lubricated is through our blood plasma coming into our pelvic bowl as we're aroused and seeping through the multiple layers of our vaginal mucosa and weeping through the walls and coming down our vagina like that. It's exactly the same as how our female ejaculate works. It comes from our blood plasma. It weeps down through that spongy noodle through these things called skein's glands, which are little tubes that channel the fluid into our urethra such that when we have a contraction, the liquid can come, if we allow it to and don't hold back, the liquid can come out of our urethral exit. That's where squirting comes from. And to, to allow yourself to let go of your feminine waters, takes a lot of trust and safety and security and confidence that you're not going to ruin anything it's not pee you know it's it's going to be okay your partner's going to not going to get weirded out by it and it's not pee the same as a guy ejaculates and urinates out of his tube we ejaculate and urinate out of our tube and our bodies know when to switch and open and close the musculature to allow one or the other to occur. Most women, when they ejaculate, they go to the bathroom afterward and they still pee like a racehorse. Like you pee even more because you've like recruited all this stuff. So your bladder is holding the urine and then your, your skeins, glands, and your ureter are expressing the fluid. And that fluid expression, there is just something. It's like, When I go down and I go out in my hot tub in the morning, which by the way, I don't use chlorine. I use iodine in my hot tub as well to clean the bacteria because it doesn't hurt your skin. It's not a a halide that disrupts your thyroid. You know, it's just a real good um, hot tub thing. I don't pee in the toilet before I go down to my hot tub. I go outside and I put my foot up against my orange tree and I piss in my butterfly bed with all my butterfly attracting plants because it feels good to piss outside. It makes you feel awesome. You know, like peeing outside is the best. That's how female ejaculation is. It's like, I am taking up space here. I am coating this bed and these towels with my Amrita and I am owning my sexual expression. So it's a big part of it is understanding your anatomy and telling yourself it's okay to have these things. Just like you love to piss outside, you should be able to squirt all over.
0: Oh my gosh, that's so <laughs> true. Ah, I love this so much. And I think it just speaks so much to like the, just the idea of take, of take up space, quote unquote, take up space. That is hard for people to Understand, and it's something that I have to tell my clients all the time, and was a huge issue for me. I still catch myself doing it tensing up my body, contracting my body. And Susan, I'm uh, doing a lot of psychic channeling these days, and my guides are telling me all the time contraction goes with unworthiness, goes with the root of all disease, imbalance, all of the bad stuff that happens in our body, physically and emotionally bit one of the big roots for that is t- tightening up our bodies, not wanting to take up space, thus feeling not worthy to take up space. And this all ties in sexually too. And going not just having the intention to take up space, but going further to also like spread what you have inside of you around. That's really it's such a dynamic, I think such a deep, topic, right? Like it's so, and, and for a lot of us, it's like, oh my gosh, that sounds so intense or so out there, but it only is because society makes it that way. It doesn't have to be so crazier or, or so out there. It's like you said, it's what we're, it, there's a reason why this feels so good as beings on this earth. We're meant to do that, but we stifle it all the time, right? Well, I think you made a perfect
1: point about a lot of women when they try to orgasm we, what we do is we you know we put a we put a vibe right on our clit and we like you know like we're oh, really focusing on that one you know you know <laughs> trying to get that squeeze that orgasm out but orgasms already are all inside us and they will bubble out like a spring bubbles out of the earth given an opening to your orgasm. We like to call it birthing your orgasm because it's a it's an opening, it's a push out. I like to recommend that people visualize their yoni as a lotus flower that is blooming, opening, 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 opening. And you can really get a lot of muscular control in your pelvic area. And like when your partner's going down on you, you can actually Open your yoni and play back, play with their tongue with your yoni. Your yoni is alive and she wants to open. And the more you breathe into her and you just visualize the energy running right down into your pelvis, into your yoni, flooding all that tissue with blood, with life-giving oxygen, opening up and allowing the orgasms to come out, that will vastly improve your sexual satisfaction and your life satisfaction.
0: Mm, Exactly. I love how you said that earlier too. The G-spot is like really the root of, of a lot of the healing you can do. And I've experienced that very recently, literally sitting down in my journal, doing some trauma work. So I try to get up These these emotions that I've been suppressing, like we we most of us have been taught to do, and I'll sit down with my journal and I'll start to write down what's on my head, and I get to the root of that, and the root of that, and the root of that. And recently, I had such an overwhelming need to practice self pleasure, but I said, okay, I know that I need to do this healing work because that's how I can work with my clients. Once I heal something, I can help other people to heal the same thing, and I thought. Okay. I have to I have to write in my journal but I'm feeling this overwhelming desire to practice some self-pleasure right now and I did. Good. And the minute I climaxed, tears were just running down my face in the best way. Good. That would not have been released if I didn't climax. Yeah. And I'm just well, since hearing you, Susan, I knew that, that this was possible, but I'm really experiencing this physically for the first time. And we're all capable of this, you know, and I would love to, you know, I would love to hear your, if you have any thoughts on that. And also I know that you have like 15, is it 15 different kinds of female orgasms that you, that you teach Yeah. And mail. Yeah. Let's go over that too. So I
1: have two things. The first one is that you can, you can pleasure your own G area. And I like to call it a G area instead of a spot because it's, it's an expansive area. And I have created a toy guide of both budget and luxury G spot wands that I recommend. Most stuff is junk and a waste of money, and poorly designed. There's a couple of really incredible products. One is like $20, and one's $120. So they both basically do the same thing, but the $120 one's so much better. It's like, oh my God, if you can afford it, do it. <laughs> and you can get that downloadable ebook at, and it doesn't have affiliate links or anything, and it's just, I just give it away. It's just a, you know, straight up, here's here's what's good. And that's at J Gspotjoy, O Y G S P O T J O Y dot com. And one of the things that I do is I give you, and it's always optional whether you watch it or not, but I created an, an explicit video that shows you how to use the tools because they're kind of blunt instruments. And in all honesty, if you're having a partner do it for you, they can't feel what you feel. They have to be very comfortable to know exactly how to do the draw on the G-spot in the right way. So it comes with that because there's nowhere on the web, nowhere anywhere. The manufacturers don't make anything that shows you how to use the tools. You're basically on your own, which is ridiculous, but they can't because it would have to be explicit and they don't want to do that, but I don't mind. So I have that G-spot joy. And then I also have something called liquidorgasm.com, which is a small download called The Truths and Myths About Female Ejaculation basically get get, gives you an understanding of why it's not pee and why you don't have to worry and different ways that you can approach G-spot release and pleasuring. So those are both free and I want to give you those. And then you said something really interesting that I wanted to finish off on. And that was that you cried tears of joy when you had that release. And what a lot of people don't understand about arousal, is that arousal? Ha- it it starts in relaxation. A lot of times when our partners think about you know turning us on and getting us aroused, they they they're very well intentioned. But but for most of us, we have testosterone, you know, dominant male-bodied penis owning partners. We're in a you know heterosexual monogamous relationship. That's the large you know majority of people are you know they're a girl with a guy and he's ready to go. His tubes filled immediately and he's got a heart on and he's ready to go. And so he thinks he's got to get you, you know, aroused. And so he's, you know, turning your dials by twingling your breasts and nipples, and he's grabbing your crotch like that does anything, but that's what he wants you to do to him. You know, and he's like rubbing your crotch from the outside of your pants or whatever, like that's going to do anything. And it, but it would work for him. And so he thinks he needs to get you up. But what he really needs to do is he needs to get you relaxed because arousal begins in a seat of relaxation. It cannot grow. It's like a flower with no water. The, the the relaxation is the water that nurtures the opening and blooming of the lotus. You know, the lotus lives in a pond and the pond is the relaxation. And when you are held by your partner and you are able to... Release and you're able to let go of anything that is, you know, kind of needs to be said, needs to be spoken and released. And then your partner pulls you more close to them and tighter. And you're able to relax again. And then maybe tears come to your eyes and you, you let that go. And then, and then, you know, your heart beats start to align, your limbic systems begin to connect, you look each other in the eyes and connect, and your hearts really start to meld as one. And at that moment, you feel your lubrication beginning. You feel turn on. You feel maybe your nipples are getting more erect. You're feeling a sensation of wanting full body touch then. It takes us a while to do all of that. That's a part of the let down and the opening of ourselves to our arousal, getting, uh, getting to the point where we can climb the arousal ladder. And because he's so fast to get an erection and we're the pachinko game, (laughs) it, we just have to, uh, my number one advice to men, my, I have sex advice to men is good grooming, slow down. (laughs) Like, don't try to do me, just be with me. Right? That is, that makes all the difference. Their presence and their connection to us, and they're not, we get performance anxiety when they're trying to make us come. When they hold us and we drop in together, then they're present to allowing our arousal to rise. We have much better orgasms with them when they can allow that to happen.
0: Totally. Oh my gosh. And you touched on, you're kind of already naturally answering my questions, which is uh, the umbilical cord. It's strong. (laughs) Um, So it brings me to the other point. The other thought that I was going to bring up is that I've heard my clients and I've experienced this feeling like sex is very transactional still. So I am attracted to all, all genders, Susan. So men, men, me too. Women, wonderful. Oh, that's Same. so cool. It makes a lot of sense too. And trans individuals, everybody. Okay. Right, awesome. That's so cool. So, but I do find with my my relationships with men in the past, whatever kind of sexual relationships, it has felt transactional. And I'm noticing with other people in my life, they are agreeing with me. And that is a big thing that's still happening even when both people really really care about each other and we're just getting taught that this is the way to do it and you should just be able to perform and it's so much more it's so much more it can be so much more joyful than that you know what i mean
1: i do one of the programs that we created is called expand her orgasm tonight and it is a genital stroking technique and it can be done on men, but this our, our particular program teaches women how to completely receive this five-stroke clitoral stroking practice and how their partners can completely give. And we women really need to have unlimited clitoral stroking. Whenever we need it, it would be great. That we had a partner and we could just say, can we have a date? And our partner is a guest and lays us down on the bed and gives us the three opening strokes and the bread and butter stroke and the closing stroke for as long as we want it or need it. I find that couples who have this expanded orgasm practice tend to generally just have much deeper intimate connection, less drama in their relationships, much hotter intercourse and oral pleasuring when they do that because they've compartmentalized their expanded orgasm practice as something very similar to a sitting meditation together, only this is an orgasmic meditation where you're both focused on her orgasm And the partner who is the doer who is delivering the sensation is delivering the sensation to her clit. And her job is to just ride the sensations that they are delivering. And when two people put their full attention on her orgasm, then they enter into a conjoined trance state, a limbic connection where he he or she, the person giving, the doer, is taking the receiver on the journey. But they're so tuned into her biofeedback that they're delivering sensation that keeps taking her higher and higher and taking her into moments of orgasm that expand in time, like pulling taffy, where you take that that moment of climax where we, when we think about orgasm, and this goes to the 15 types of male and the 15 types of female orgasm. And by the way, the 15, one of them is wild card, which means we have unlimited paths to orgasm. Awesome. but there are some specific areas of pleasure and types of orgasms that work very well for the masculine body and the feminine body and I can I can I'll quickly go through those for you if you'd like me to or we could do a whole show on it. I don't care whatever you want to do I am I am forever at your service. You've got me tethered by you umbilically, so whatever exactly. you need, you'll just have to pull on the little cord, the little golden cord, and I'll hear you. <laughs> But the great thing about an expanded orgasm practice is that we need our clits filled up with orgasm. We need our bodies. We need our yonis. We need our brains. We need our hearts. We need everything to be completely saturated in orgasmic pleasure to fully live into our orgasmic potential and to walk this earth feeling like the goddesses we all are. And when we have a lover who's willing to put in the time with us to get to the point where they can take us into these ecstatic, expanded, orgasmic experiences, they feel as powerful and potent as we do. Because it doesn't matter whether they're giving or receiving the orgasm, you're in this orgasmic experience together that's just so fine. And it it turns on your yoni in a way that you start coming from intercourse, and you start coming when you're just sitting there thinking about your partner, and you start coming even better when you're solo pleasuring, and it really does amazing things. And so, I do wish that everyone had an expanded orgasm partner where they could you know, just relax and receive this incredible pleasure whenever they needed it, because we need our genitals touched without without expectation that that we will go further. And that's what I like about this program. It teaches you how to completely receive. It teaches a partner how to give without expecting to get. And net, net, you end up having way more and better sex overall when you separate those things so that it's not quid pro quo. Quid
0: pro quo kills sex to me. Mm-hmm. Totally, totally there are are different ways of looking at sex in such that like intimacy, like when we expect sex to be a really specific thing and when that's not fulfilling to us, then we're like, well, I don't know, is the relationship over? And that's something like, yeah, there, there, there is so much more we can do with sex. And it's like, it's so cool that you are doing this and teaching us about this, Susan. And I'm wondering, is this program, that you mentioned, is this accessible for people who don't currently have partners, but want to learn more about this?
1: Well, it's really a partnered practice because you need someone to stroke your clit. Okay. But what I've found is that if you don't have a partner, but you want just a research partner, someone to learn it with you, who you're not necessarily going to be sexual with, you can find partners to come and do this with you. Someone that you you just like them. They have clean hands. They're nice, but they wouldn't be someone that you would want as a relationship. It's it's at expandherorgasmtonight.com. And there are three free pleasure reports that are worth getting just so you can begin to learn about what an expanded orgasm is versus an orgasm versus multiple orgasms. It's good to understand how orgasm in your body works and what your orgasmic potential is. And then there's another report called Touch for Rapture. Which teaches how to touch for your own pleasure and not just for the effect you get, you have on your lover. It makes you a better lover when you understand how to touch. And then the third report that's free from that website is the, the power of peaking. Our bodies have a nervous system that has both a sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system that, that keeps us, kind. Of, it's like kind of checks and balances. And for you to expand your orgasmic potential, you have to understand how when when lovers drive us too fast and too hard, they blow us out. When lovers know how to give us just the right strokes and touch that we need such that it makes us move toward more pleasure, and then they give us that pleasure and then take us again to the next level of pleasure, what they're actually doing is toggling our nervous system a little bit so that we can achieve and stack greater and greater orgasmic pleasure. So if you've ever had a good orgasm, and then you've had like a really massively intensively awesome orgasm that just like shakes your soul and leaves you breathless, you would know the difference between those two things. And those soul shaking orgasms, you can keep improving them and teasing them to last longer and longer to the point where when you're with your beloved and you're locked in union, you're basically coming the whole time that you're together. There is no build up to an orgasm and then you're done. You're just in orgasm. You learn how to stay in the orgasmic state together. So these are advanced techniques in the Expand Her Orgasm Tonight program gives you the foundation of understanding what you're going for. I like to say I'm an orgasmonaut. I go to the far reaches of orgasmic potential with my own body and my partners so that I can come back and show you the map to the territory so you know what you're going for. Like if I didn't tell you there were 15 kinds of male and female orgasm, you'd be like, there's one, or there's two, or yeah, there's probably like you could do anal, you could do G spot, you know, like. But there's it's infinite. The pleasure is infinite. So it's a lifelong pursuit to become a better and better and better comer. <laughs> mm.
0: Holy fuck! That's so beautiful. That's so beautiful. And it's like for most of us, this is like storybook stuff, but it's not. No, it's not. It's just and that's skills. Exactly. We have all of this inside of us. I love how you say we already have all of these orgasms inside of us. They're just waiting to be released because the basis of this freaking podcast is we have all of the answers. We have all of this divine magic inside of us. We have just been suppressing it and we just have to let it out. And folks, this extends to sexuality. Susan reminds us of that. So Susan, we have talked a lot about female pleasure so far, yes. and let's go to the male side. Can you tell us a little bit more about the male genitalia and what goes along with that in the male side of this pleasurable experience?
1: Yes. First of all, the masculine will give up his own pleasure to give the female pleasure. He, he, the woman is, the female does the picking. She makes the choice about who she sleeps with, when she sleeps with them, how much she sleeps with them, how much she surrenders to them. And this is just the biological wiring. This is how it goes, except for like the five really hot guys that all the girls want to have sex with at least one time. You know, that's the carve out. And they're on Tinder and they just show their abs and girls text them and they go have <laughs> sex with them. <laughs> and, you know, they're they're nice to have sex with sometimes, too. It's not It's not a bad thing. So, the masculine, you know, it's so easy for him to get that erection and he's ready to go. And he's testosterone dominant. So, he's like, <laughs> ready, 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 you know, like that all oh, every day he's ready. And the feminine is on a 28 day cycle. And the moon is depending on where the moon is, you know, when where she is in her cycle is how turned on she is in the moment. And so, For the masculine, I always remind him, besides good grooming and being present, it's like, turn around, look back, find me, come get me, and help me get to where you are. What we need from our masculine partners is we love their, their, we love that. That makes us feel so desired. We love their, energy. We love their lust and their horniness. We love their veiny hard-ons. We love their thrumming life force. But they can't forget that we're back here and we've got the pajinko vulva that needs a lot of manual stimulation, oral stimulation to to catch us up. We need kissing. We need our breasts lovingly touched, not just our nipples tweaked. We need full body touch. At the same time, what he wants is a hand on that penis right away. He needs the reassurance that he's going to feel pleasure, he's going to be touched. And yes, he likes you to feel his biceps and run your hands on his belly. And he loves a sloppy wet makeout because he's giving us testosterone in his saliva that's turning us on more. So, he loves the sloppiness. He loves our gynoid fat. He loves our asses and our hips and our boobs. And, you know, he doesn't need us to be hard bodies. He doesn't see our cellulite. He just wants us to want him and to be responsive and to enjoy the pleasure. And he is willing to take feedback. He understands that you don't always want the same thing, and he, he wants you to tell him what you need every time. He wants to know what your boundaries are in any given day. He wants to work within whatever you have to offer as long as you're willing to play full out within the boundaries. So, these are really important things to understand about the masculine. And he needs help learning to receive he needs to be laid down on the bed and he needs to have his cock stroked for 30 minutes and he needs you to pleasure him and to go down on him and to kiss him and to rub your body on him and to show up in something that makes you feel sexy and to just be like really there and not, does my butt look fat or worry? You know, he he wants you to be mindfully present to the connection with him rather than thinking ahead or thinking about the past, catastrophizing, worrying, that is always such a drain for him. So I think the the number one thing to remember about the masculine is that he he wants to do a great job and he wants to just give you incredible pleasure and to co-create incredible pleasure with you and he's really open to knowing what that is going to be for you. It really is give him the benefit of the doubt. He he wants to learn and he wants to be your champion and your lover and to satisfy you. And I just really love men for those reasons. They are so willing to just serve the goddess. And that's just such a beautiful thing about the masculine feminine polarity, whether no matter what your, no matter what your gender identity, that polarity still exists and it makes sex great.
0: Mm, Totally. Ooh, that's so cool. Yeah. Understanding your partner from a different level and having compassion for the differences between the male and female bodies and tendencies, you know? And Susan, before we close, do you have any words, any thoughts about same sex partnerships? How, how we can kind of navigate that? I know, like, I could talk to you for so many hours and I know we're coming to a close, but just so we can kind of introduce how these partnerships work as well.
1: Yeah. Well, they are one of the nice things about same-sex partnerships is that sometimes there is that masculine-feminine dynamic, but a lot of times it's very switchy. And switchy means, you know, you're flowing. That's one of the things that I love about love making the most with any gender identities and any types of bodies, is when you're just enjoying being in the masculine, being in the feminine, going back and forth. You know, sometimes it's light touch and other times it's I'm moving your body around. And the more you make love, the better you get, like anything. Sexual growth is like personal development. The more intention you bring to it, the more techniques you learn, the more You get better at communicating. The more you take good care of your body, you understand your needs for engorgement and blood flow and time and arousal and all those things, the more comfortable you get with it all and the more comfortable you get with any partner. It doesn't matter, same sex, different sex, you know, transgender, non-binary, you know, pansexual, sapiosexual, demisexual, you know, there's all, all of these wonderful, we have so much good terminology now to describe, you know, our perspective on our sexuality and the desire for different kinds of partners. And really what it still comes down to is know lots of techniques, get really good at pleasuring skills, understand anatomy, know where the erectile tissue is, know how engorgement works, understand all the different kinds of orgasmic sensations you can create, and then learn how to talk to each other with no reservations for asking for anything you need, trusting your body's wisdom and turn on in every moment because your body knows what it wants honor what it wants. And and don't be afraid or ashamed to ask for what it wants. Some of the sexiest turn on ideas come from just like, you know, what would be really fun? Do you want to do blah, blah, blah? Okay, I'll try it. I mean, that's a great and successful sexual relationship is when two partners feel free to just be innovative, sexually innovative, and to take turns giving and receiving and switching into masculine or feminine or whatever it might be, coming up with role plays and having sex in different places and trying new sex positions and integrating sex toys into the relationship. You know, all of these things are different facets of a really fun, satisfying sex life. So, the gender identity is such a tiny little part of things compared to just having good skills, having good communication, and having a healthy body, safe sex, watching out for STDs, you know, keeping your hands clean. I mean, it's practically like COVID. COVID's just another sexually transmitted disease. It's a communicable disease, you know? Mm-hmm. So we're learning to just be more clean and, and thoughtful about how we show up with our lovers. So same sex, it's really always about heart connection, presence, willingness, communication. The the bodies, whether you're a giant fat person or a tiny little skinny, scrawny person or somebody in the middle, they're just our meat bags. They don't mean anything. It's the heart,
0: the mind, the love that matters. Yeah, totally. That's where all the power resides. That's where our power resides. Absolutely. Awesome, Susan. Okay, I'll ask you another question. One last question that I ask every guest on here. What do you think is the root of health? What do you think is that baseline of health? organic vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> not what I was expecting you to say. <laughs> what were you expecting me to say? Orgasm. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, they're not any good unless you're eating organic vegetables.
0: <laughs> oh, true. That's fucking powerful. That is some powerful stuff. Oh my gosh. Lovely. I love it. Okay. Susan, where can we find you? You mentioned some beautiful websites uh, where we can find resources, which I will link in the show notes. How can we check out more of your stuff? How can we support you? How can we see what you're up to?
1: Okay. So we talked about G-Spot Joy. We talked about Liquid Orgasm. We talked about Expanded Orgasms. These are all URLs. I wanted to give you also the Sexual Soulmate Pact at sexualsoulmatepact.com because that's the communication, how to ask for anything you want and how to know what you want and how to have your partner love for you to ask them. So that one might be interesting for you as well for your listeners. And then yes, we did gspotjoy.com, expandedorgasms.com, liquidorgasm.com sexual soulmate pact. I wanted to give you that. And then you can always find all my videos at betterlover.com. I've got hundreds of free sex techniques on every subject you could imagine, communication skills, et cetera, sexual health. And then you can follow me on Instagram, but all I do is post pictures of my boobs on Instagram. I have, I decided that I would post all this educational content and, you know, this is what the clitoris looks like and, you know, and all this stuff. And I, then I would post one picture of me in a low, low cut top and it would get all the likes in the world. And mm-hmm. I was like, well, if this is what Instagram wants, I will give Instagram what it wants because I've always felt like if you're going to be a sex sexpert, you should be sexy. So that's yeah. like my outlet for, you know, my being sexy is Instagram. And that's at Susan Bratton, S-U-S-A-N-B-R-A-T-T-O-N. And then my main website is personallifemedia.com, and it has thousands of articles I've written over the last 15 years on everything from, I'm afraid to date because I have herpes. What do I do? To, I can't come from intercourse. To, my husband cheated on me. To, I think my dick's too small. To, how do I squirt? You know, like everything is on there.
0: Like everything is on there. So, that's a good resource too. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Awesome. And you've written over like 30 books, haven't you? Oh my gosh. That's so cool. So that's on there too, right? Like, yeah, there's all all the resources. Amazing. I will have all of this linked in the show notes for everybody. Susan Bratton, thank you so much for coming on Root Awakening, a health podcast. It was such a pleasure to have you on. It was so great to be here, Emily. Thank you so much for finding me
1: when I was thinking of you and we've had a green and verdant day
0: together. We totally have. Thank you. I hope you loved this interview with Susan Bratton, intimacy expert to millions. I have all of Susan's contact information linked in the show notes. I have all of the websites she mentioned in this episode linked in the show notes as well. So check... notes out to access the amazing resources that Susan mentioned in this episode and support her work. Collect more orgasm and sensuality how-tos. Our society needs this stuff. It's super essential. I'm so excited to check it out myself. And if you did love this episode, subscribe to this podcast, leave a rating and review, share this podcast with your community. And if you'd like to book an intuitive body reading session with me, dm me on instagram at emilys.rootawakening or head to the link in my bio on instagram and i am so excited to work with you i'm so excited to talk with you i hope you enjoyed this episode i am emily Kosick, intuitive health coach and ceo of root awakening thank you so much for listening to this interview i'm super grateful for you i'm so so grateful for you thank you for supporting natural health and spirituality. I just can't wait to hear from you soon. See you on the next episode.